Good morning, DJ Envy. Good morning, Angela Yee. Good morning, Charlemagne the God. Peace to the planet. Guess what day it is? Guess what day it is? Pump day. Good morning, guys. I'm gonna be honest. I might be a little. I might be a little grumpy this morning. Why is that? Because I'm a cancer, and we're sensitive and emotional, and because I have a two-year-old at home, and she was every bit of terrible too last night, boy. Why? What she do? Just crying, crying, making mad noise when she's supposed to be in bed. I don't know what she was crying for. Why do, why do they cry at two? I don't know. No, did she have a tummy ache or was she just pissed off? Just, she, she didn't see her she, show? I think she wanted to sleep. It's her show. It's 12, 10 o'clock at night. Well, some of the kids watch cartoons. I think she, um, she just wanted to sleep in the bed with us. You know how kids are. Sometimes they want to sleep in the bed with us. Correct. And then you got to make them sleep in the bed themselves. Mm-hmm. So she wanted to sleep in the bed with us and so she was not feeling it. So she was making a lot of noise. To what time? Until I went and got her and put her in the bed with her. <laughs> Easy solution. <laughs> so why did you do that from the door? I mean, man, I'm, I'm, like, like, no, I'm not doing it tonight. And after that 30 minute, you're like, you know what? Because kids don't sleep like how it. we sleep. Kids don't you're just right. lay down on the pillow and cool out in one space. They kick and stretch and do yoga and act like they're playing Twister all night long. Oh, it's the worst. It's the worst when you have your kids in your room. But why didn't you put her in the bed with, your, with her older sister? Um, I don't know. My older sister, my, her older sister need a good night's sleep. Oh. Yeah, I can get up at 4 o'clock in the morning and, you know, just be mad and come in here and curse everybody out. Okay. You know? Nuh-uh. Who not? I cursed. <laughs> uh-uh. Hey, as soon as I walked in, I cursed Steve. <laughs> you cursed the white guy Steve out? Steve tried to touch my coat. Like, whoa, 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 whoa. White man, this is, this is not a contact sport. <laughs> All right? Keep your hands to yourself. Goodness gracious. Yeah. Well, I had to record an episode of my lip service last night. And you know I'm doing my lip service live February 13th at Highline. And we have Bobby Lights on. He's Trina's cousin. From Love and Hip Hop, and he, he said he has a little crush on you, Charlemagne. Who? His name is Bobby Lights. Oh, what? Yeah. Listen, man, I'm going to tell you something. The kids always love the kid. I'm going <laughs> to let you know that right now. Hey, that ain't going to never and he change. And he's a Scorpio, and you're a Cancer. You guys would be very compatible. <laughs> well, tell him, I'm, tell, him I'm, tell him I'm a married man. But hey, man, it is what it is. I can't help it if these guys think I'm nice trade out here. But if you <laughs> drop one of clues bombs for the kids thinking I'm nice trade. But if he wasn't married, right. you, might, you might give him a shot. Listen, a bad guy like me doesn't turn down anybody who appreciates me, okay? Because I'm the bad guy. So when you're the bad guy, you have a lot of people that don't like you. So the people that do dig you, I embrace them. All right? Well, it is hump day. All right. Well, ain't going to be no humping over here. So okay. Think, <laughs> think I won't scream me too if I get any, get any unwanted humps. You better keep your hands to yourself to keep telling y'all this is a non-contact sport. My goodness. All, All right. right. Well, this morning, Cypher Sounds will be joining us. Oh. Now, that's exciting for me because that's my first job in radio was as Cypher Sounds co-host uh-huh. on the Cypher Sounds Affected Sirius Satellite Radio. Uh, Cypher used to be, be our competition, competition. Correct. here in New York. Uh, mm-hmm. He used to be on another morning show on But he's a station. genuinely nice guy. He is. Yeah. He is. He's just a nice person. He's not a negative anything about anyone so that was tough for me and he's got a good story too though because he's got a lot of hip-hop history a lot of history that i think people don't know about a lot of artists that he's responsible for breaking that he doesn't get credit for a lot of records that he played first that he doesn't get credit for mm-hmm. been around a long time and right. now he's a comedian with a show on true tv so shout out to cypher sounds the show okay. comes on tonight doesn't it mm-hmm. it's called yeah, laugh mob laugh mob i believe yeah laugh mob comes on tonight i forgot what time though. so we'll kick it with cypher in a little bit but front page news what we're talking about Man, we are going to talk about this Kentucky school shooting. Two students killed. We'll give you the information on what happened in Kentucky. Okay, we'll get into all that and more. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Angela Yee, Charlamagne Tha God. We are The Breakfast Club. Let's get in some front page news. 
I ain't gonna lie. You know, for the last two weeks, when I get home, I just turn social media off, and I don't know what goes on until the morning. I've been on that, brother. It's amazing. When we wake up in the morning, you be like, wow, that happened? And I don't even look at it until I get in here, because I'm not messing up the tone of my day when I wake up 5 in the morning. Wow. I wake up 5 in the morning, I pray, I meditate, I read my Joe Osteen Daily Affirmation, and I listen to Open Super Soul Podcast, goddammit. I pray and listen to the news, but... I wake I, up in the morning, and I look at Baller Alert, and then I look at Shave Room. I just want to see what's happening. I, I don't. So not I can come I to work and be ready for this. Okay, well. You need to start setting the tone of your day better. Congratulations <laughs> to LeBron James. He made thirty. He made his thirty thousand shot. Right. Congratulations to him. His thirty thousand point, I should say. And right. I saw on social media that he actually wrote himself a letter, knowing in anticipation that he was going to make that. I didn't even know that, that happened. Why yeah, are you writing himself a letter? People are pissed off about the letter. It was his new self writing his, his young, young self. So he put a picture of himself. Congratulations, when he was young. young king. You you made thirty thousand. That's not impressive. Before, well, he released it before he made his thirty thousand. Nah, what's impressive would have been if his young self would have wrote that to his old self and said, "Congratulations on your thirtieth thousand point." Now that would have been impressive. That's, that's impressive. some visionary stuff right there. My goodness. Well, congratulations, congratulations, to him. I think LeBron that's incredible. James. Now let's talk about some sad news. What happened in Kentucky? Yes, in Kentucky, 16 people were wounded and two of them were killed after a shooter opened fire. Now, a 15-year-old male student was arrested at the scene. He will be charged with murder and attempted murder. They are saying that it's likely he will be charged as an adult, but his name won't be released unless he is indicted. They have identified the slain victims. Both of them were 15 years old, Bailey Holt and Preston Cope. Uh, Bailey died at the high school and Preston died at Vanderbilt University Medical Center in Nashville. So the suspect armed with a handgun walked into the school 8.57 a.m. and started shooting. They said the first 911 call was received two minutes later. The victims were between the ages of 14 and 18. Mm. And Mm-mm. 14 of those victims were male. Six of them were female. So they're not going to release his name because he's a minor? Well, they, until they indict him. Oh. You know, the sad part about last it is Ma- Right now he's the suspect until they... If his last name was Muhammad, they'd have been had his name out, by the way. No, the, the sad part about that, as a kid, you know, your parents teach you certain things. Like, if you're taking the bus, you put your bus pass in your front pocket, you put your money in your front pocket. But now I got to teach my daughter, if she hears a shooting in her high school, what she needs to do to get out of there. And that's it's crazy to me. And yeah, imagine the, being um, a parent and trying to reach your student. One of them, uh, Daniel Austin, he's a 17-year-old special needs student. He was hospitalized, and his parents just kept calling, 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 calling his cell phone until somebody in the emergency room actually picked up and told the parents that he was shot. That's, that's crazy. crazy. Yeah, some of those schools, I forgot where I was at. Might have been somewhere in Jersey where they said they have uh, training for school shootings. Yeah, like they how do. they used to have like a hurricane training for us, or earthquake training. Mm-hmm. They used to have training for school shootings, yeah, which, training which I thought was crazy when I heard it. But then I'm like, I, then this happens. Sadly, I guess it's necessary. No, it, it definitely is. You got to teach your daughter, you know, lock the classroom door, get low, or, or if you're outside, run behind a car, something that if a bullet does go through, it can't go through. You know, that's I crazy. I cannot to remember. Teach my daughter that. I can't remember what I heard is that, but they say, like, it's, it's one school where all the doors lock automatically and they have it to where you can walk in between classrooms without having to come out of the doors. Yeah, like, that, without, yeah. without having to, like, like, without having to walk through the door, we could just walk through classrooms. And they do that for school shootings. Really? Yeah, I forgot where that was at. Mm. Can't remember. All right, well, that's front page news. Now, get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you're upset, you need to vent. Hit us up right now. Maybe you had a bad night or bad morning. Or maybe you feel blessed. You want to spread some positivity. 800-585-1051. Hit us up right now. Get it off your chest. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. time to get it off your chest whether you're mad or blessed so you better have the same energy we want to hear from you on the breakfast club hello who's this hey this is amber pretty straight amber what up doe get it off your chest hey i just want to tell y'all i'm blessed you know uh, life is going pretty good i listen to y'all every day i'm happy to get through <laughs> i have a question for Charlemagne though what's up baby how are you i'm good how are you do you ever think that you're gonna let Chanel west coast come on the show <laughs> um yeah, I mean, she I wouldn't come I, up here. I wouldn't yeah, mind having she Chanel. Yeah, you know, some, so every now and then you got to bring a pinata in here and just hit a on pinata. it. And Stop it, man. And see if candy comes out of it. Stop it, man. Yeah, she could come up here. Y'all have a good day. Thanks. You too. Ain't never having a little crash test dummy on the show every now and then. You know what I mean? Hello, who's this? What's up, Envy? Hey, Trav. Trav. What's up, Trav? What up, Trav? Hey, Hey, boo. What's up, Charlene? What up, sis? How are you? Charlene's so crazy. 
So look, I want to talk. I don't know if y'all seen this post that's like floating around about this woman that's trying to get everybody to boycott Walmart because they lock the black hair care products up and they keep all the white hair care products out. <laughs> no, I that's kind of. Cool. I mean, that's as sad as, sad as that <laughs> is. That is kind of funny. I'm not gonna be. I'm not just gonna not funny, and, I, <laughs> and I want to say because I'm pretty sorry. Right now, it's starting to go viral. So I'm pretty sure y'all gonna see it within like the next couple of days. I never, I never noticed that. What Walmart well, is yeah, this? Well, yeah, what and where black at? hair care products are you using? That's true. You ain't uh, no, but no, but like. She actually, so there's a video, like, she shows, like, her and the Walmart guy getting into it, like, like he did something, because, like, on one side of the case, it's, like, all the hair care products geared towards white people are all sitting out, and then when she goes to the other side, behind a glass case, like, literally all the black hair care products but, are, left, are locked up behind the case, and I'm trying but, to tell Okay, I just found it. It's on World Star. But they do lock up the things that are the most stolen things in the store, regardless of what they And I was about to say, because be stealing. <laughs> now, Trav, so you think this is okay? Because baby food, they lock up baby food all the time, and that pisses me off. I got to go get a keto. Go get, it's, it's when I was younger, I can tell you that it, it depends where the Walmart is. Because the Walmart in Philly, they, they lock up all the condoms and lube because people be stealing. Go ahead, Trav. Go ahead, Trav. Yeah. So, 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 Trav, so, so should I blame that on gay people? <laughs> oh, God. Should I blame that on the bottoms of the world? You little kinky kinky. All you little thieving bottoms stealing all the lube and the condoms. Trav, you just exposed yourself to stealing lube. All you little thieving bottoms in Philly. Boy bottoms in Philly be stealing. Right. Goodbye. Goodbye. Get it off your chest or get it out your butt. All right. Eight hundred. 585 If you need to get some things off your chest, call us now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Shout out to Trav. I love you. The Breakfast Club. Let's go. This is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're man or black. Say it with your chest. We hear from you on The Breakfast Club. So if you got something on your mind, let it out. Hello, who's this? Hey, man, this is uh, Reckless TV. I got two things I want to talk about. Go ahead, Steve. Don't bet against the Patriots. I'm telling you. They're going to give me the time Brady. He's 40 years old. He'd have been there, what, how many times? Eight? Eight. And him and Trump are president. Of the president and Trump are friends. They're going to they gonna give it to him. Let me tell you something, and- sir. Let me tell you something about those Patriots. Now, I respect the Patriots, but I will scream F the Patriots to the high heavens. The Patriots have not been given nothing. I mean, do we not remember last year's Super Bowl? <laughs> now, they work hard. Right. Like, come on, right. stop. They deserve it. They they're going to go out there also, and take it. Also, too, like, with the Kentucky shooting, I'm mad at my coworkers because there was, like, teachers to start carrying guns to school. Do y'all do y'all believe in that? Yes. Um, let me think. And no, I, yes. I'll say this. I'll say this. I, mean, I don't know if teachers... should a good conversation. No, I'm going to tell you something. I don't know if teachers should have guns, but schools should have armed security. That I that right. I think. But you see, the problem with that is they'll say it's too expensive. They can't really afford to pay teachers, but I do think that... They're not paying teachers now. I know, but and they're not going to be able to pay security, but I do think that maybe a, a vice principal or a principal should take a class where they need Which to have a pistol. Well, something, something. They, they, should, have, uh, they should be have some type of armed person. My, my mom was a school... We have officers around the, uh, around the school, so... Just, Man, them resource officers don't got no guns. They need no, a... They, no, they real police down here. Where I'm from, there's real police walking around. I don't think there's anything wrong with having armed security in the school. I mean, we got armed security everywhere else. I agree. I, I mean, if, it, if, it, if, if they can afford it, yes, absolutely. Would that be in all the schools then? All or the schools. Okay. Why not? Paralicious on Twitter said she works with pre-K, and she said um they do, pra- they do lockdown, which is they lock all the doors and go to a corner with all the students and have them be quiet with the lights off so they're trained to know what to do if there's a, quote, mad dog going around. Because I, I, I just think it's, uh, you know, a lot of these guys that do these school shootings, they suckers. So what they mm-hmm. do is they go places where they know they're not going to get shot back at. Cool. So that's why they, they they pick the schools and stuff like that. Well, so somebody, I, well, some I think he probably was a student because he's a 15-year-old student. Yeah, some of them were students that go to the school. But, that but you don't think he would think twice about it if he knew that there was somebody there that would probably shoot back at him? Nah. Yeah, you these would. kids, are, these kids have a problem. Like they, they're going for revenge or whatever they're going for. I don't think they would care. Get yeah, it. mentally, there's something. Mentally, wrong something's wrong. Yeah, get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you're upset, you need to vent. You can hit us at any time. Yeah, we got rumors on the way. Yes, and Kevin Hart was getting it off his chest yesterday. I'll oh, tell you what he did to the haters. Also, Kobe Bryant, he got nominated for an Oscar, but I'll tell you what the problem is with that. Okay, we'll get into all that when we come back. Keep it locked. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. This is the Rumor Report with Angela Yee. Rumor has it. On the Breakfast Club.
Breakfast Club. So listen up. Well, now LeBron is the youngest player ever to reach 30,000 points. He was the youngest to reach 5,000, 10,000, 15, 20, 25, and now he's the youngest to reach 30,000. He wrote himself a letter mm-hmm. on Instagram. He said, want to be one of the first to congratulate you on this accomplishment achievement tonight that you will reach. He did this before he reached his 30,000. Only a handful has seen it too, and while I know it's never been a goal of yours from the beginning, try, please try to take a moment for yourself on how you've done it. The house you're about to be a part of has only six seats in it as of now, but one more will be added, and you should be very proud and honored to be invited inside. Don't drop one of the clues bombs for LeBron James. I ain't mad at him. Did he tell his younger self that uh, he would not have a hairline when he gets older? I think I'm sure he mm-hmm. did. And that it's probably best to go bald? Well, congratulations to him as he <laughs> is reaching these achievements yeah, in his to life. LeBron, Congrats I, to LeBron. Well deserved. I, I, but, and it's also time for LeBron to let his hair go, by He the way. is celebrating his win, and that's a win. So Salute it's to important LeBron. to celebrate those. But, now, you know, I'm just let, keeping the pressure on him, letting him know that he doesn't have a hairline. This is a good moment. Like I know. Let me enjoy his moment. There's nothing wrong with that. Let's say, man, a little hate keeps people humble. Stop it. And so does the lack of a hairline. Trust me, I know. All right. Now, moving on from that, uh, Kobe Bryant, he got nominated for an Oscar for Best Animated Short Film for the movie Dare Basketball. But people are upset about that, and that is all because he was formally charged with raping a woman back in 2003. Oh, stop it. In the midst of this whole Time's Up movement. They feel like, why is Kobe Bryant being nominated? James Franco got shut out of the Oscars. He Roman Polanski won an Oscar, and when he was accused of uh, sleeping with an underage girl and got found guilty and fled the country, he won an Oscar, actually. So stop it. And, uh, yeah, so uh, I'm just telling you what's going on in this world right now. People are upset for the fact that he has been nominated. And didn't Kobe get found not guilty? Um, I, didn't he settle? The tra- he, oh, he the was char- charged with sexual assault. The case was dropped. The charges were dropped. Yeah, the, and then she filed a civil suit, which he settled. Is, so he settled the civil suit, but the... Um, they can make a category called uh, Best best Rebound by an Alleged Rapist. Him, Ben Roethlisberger, who else could be in that category? Yeah, but he was never found guilty, so... Now, Kevin Hart is putting the haters on blast. Apparently, there were a few people that were leaving nasty comments, internet trolls, on his page... And he said, happy turned up Tuesday, people, on this beautiful Tuesday morning. I want to shine a light on four individuals that desperately need it. I choose to spread love, not hate. But these people choose to spread hate. These are the pictures of Internet trolls. You should never get upset at what Internet trolls say because 100% of the time they are not happy with themselves or their lives. Now I could slaughter these people with a variety (laughs) of comedic insults, but I'm not. And then he added them and... Uh, he said, P.S., I couldn't help myself. She looks like Arsenio Hall in the face. <laughs> she has a pair of sweatpants that she made into a thong in her ass. <laughs> That's pubic on his head. That's just too much face in that first photo. God bless. I love everybody. Never forget Kevin Hart is a cancer. Drop on the clues bombs for all, can- all the cancer nation. I love it. Like myself. Ain't nothing wrong with a little and, clap back every once in a while. Man, and part of it was, you know, they posted a picture with their child. Very cute baby. And I guess people had some negative things to say. Listen, Michelle Obama said when they go uh, low, we go high. No, sometimes you got to take it to the floor with them. I keep trying to tell y'all that. In 2018, cut carbs, increase clapbacks. When they go low, I block. <laughs> yeah, I blocked them. All right, me. well, I'm Angela Yee, and that's your rumor report. All right, now when we come back, we got a chance to kick it with former Mexico president. Uh, we kicked him with him yesterday, so we're going to get Vicente a little... Vicente Fox. Vicente Fox. He's got a new book out called Let's Move On, Let's Beyond move Fear on. and False Prophets. It's a great read. It's a quick read, too. He's we, not a fan of Donald Trump. Not at all. We're going to talk to him about building a wall. We're going to talk to him about a whole bunch of things, so don't move. DACA. We're going to we're gonna play a little bit right now, and then we'll play the rest of it after the mix. All you right? got any so, tequila? Let's take a shot with him. I actually do have tequila. How do you know he likes tequila? Because uh, a lot of, me- a lot of Mexicans book. think it's healthy. Yes, they he think talks it's, about it in the yeah, book. He thinks it's healthy to take a shot of tequila a day. Okay. Read All a book. Right. We'll get to it when we come back. Keep it locked. This is the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Good morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Now, yesterday, well, let's get in the front page new first. Yesterday, we got a chance to kick it with Vicente Fox. He's the former president of Mexico. Yes, he was president from 2000 to 2006. Now, I was kind of hyped about this because I've been watching El Chapo for like the last three, oh, four oh weeks. My oh, my gosh. What's all my gosh for? Oh, God. Did you read the book, Christ. though? Because he has a book out. I Let's Jesus move on. Christ. He has a book called Let's Move On, Beyond Fear and False Prophets. And I think we should move on from your comments about El Chapo. No, I was interested in oh El Chapo. And how all right, well, what's cartel? interesting to me is that Blue we're just things. coming off of this 
Chinese government shutdown. I can't wait till they make the Christopher Williams I'll be show movie so I can say, you know, I'm sitting here with DJ Envy and I was thinking about him because I was watching the Christopher Williams biopic last night. <laughs> and one of the main things, though, is that I feel like Donald Trump has painted this fear of Mexican immigrants who are in this country and saying that they're rapists. A lot of misconceptions about Mexicans. And they're criminals mm-hmm. and that we shouldn't want them in our country and he wants to build a wall. So here is Vicente Fox's response to Donald Trump calling Mexicans rapists and criminals. What shaked me up and we say when he said Mexicans are rapists, Mexicans are criminals. Mm-hmm. There's hundreds of thousands of U.S. citizens around the world mm-hmm. that migrated to other nations because they are looking for the dream. We have hundreds of thousands of them in Mexico. It's a picture totally, absolutely different to what Trump has described. And he has harmed us very badly on our economy, on foreign investment coming into Mexico, on tourists coming into Mexico, and else and else. I don't think it's fair. That's why I call for resistance, because I suffer the consequences, as we suffer in the world, the consequences of uh, Trump's world policies and world aggressiveness. Imagine the day he pushes the red button and he throws a bomb to... 40 million North Koreans, and then the same thing will happen with another 40 million South Koreans, and then Japan with 100 million. And what would happen here is it's stupid to think about war when you should be thinking about peace. All right, and that's interesting because Mexico is our neighbor, so is Canada, but for some reason we have some issues. Well, according to Donald Trump, he's created these issues with how we look at Mexicans, and he explains a lot in his book about the numbers and how um, the majority of Mexicans in our country are hardworking, honest people. And if you just join us, that's the former president of Mexico. Vicente Fox. Now, you know, I had to ask him about El Chapo. We know, Envy. Jesus Christ. El Chapo works for some U.S. crime cartel. The headquarters of crime are here in the United States, and they import the drug from Colombia, Venezuela. They bring it through Mexico, hiring chapos and other leaders to do the transfer of the drug from the south to the north. But they are not here distributing. They are not here selling. They are not here collecting the money. They are not here buying the guns and ammunition to ship them back to Mexico. The huge mammoth demand of drugs in the United States is what originates this. And we supply the most guns to the Mexican cartels, too, as you stated in the book. We're the biggest gun suppliers in the United States to the Mexican cartels. Absolutely Mm -hmm. true. Well, there's your answer, Envy. There was more. I've been watching El Chapo for the last six weeks, but we let him slide. What else are we talking about? The full interview will be on uh, Breakfast Club YouTube page. Yeah, and he also, like Charlemagne, does not believe that Oprah should be president of the United States, and he talks about that as well. Mm-hmm. All Oprah right. Winfrey, correct. Maybe one of the greatest women that I have known throughout greatest my human life. Beings, greatest period. Person, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I'm not sure that she will be a great president unless she would go the process of learning, experiencing, understanding what politics is all about. It's a different world, believe me. And that is the former president of Mexico, Vicente Fox. Yes, and that was one of my favorite parts of the interview, too, listening to his process as, uh, of how he got into politics because he used to be president of, I think, the Coca-Cola yeah, company. Yeah, Coca-Cola. I think he Coca-Cola company. Yeah. And he said the first, his first uh, stint in politics was as a... Like a, a volunteer. Ballot watcher. A volunteer for people at the voter booths. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. He started from the bottom and worked his way up. That's yeah. right. Became a governor and then eventually became president. All right, Celeste, what, what else did we talk to him about? Oh, and you know, this has always been really important to me is protecting the dreamers who are here in our country and making sure that they actually get the same rights that we get. People who've been here since they've been two, three, four years old, this is all they know is home. And here is what Vicente Fox had to say about DACA. This is stupid for a businessman and today a president to reject such a fantastic asset, such a great human capital, uh, massively produce 800,000 of them or a million of them. It's incredible. We wish we would have them, all of them in Mexico mm-hmm. as of tomorrow. That would be great for Mexico. And here you're rejecting all that challenge that you have invested very strongly on, and you just kick them out of here. That's, that's stupid, the least to say on the side of Trump. Those are just some of the clips when we had a chance to talk to him yesterday. Now, uh, we go in depth about how he feels about Trump, how he feels about the wall, if he's going to use his, uh, I guess if Mexico's going to use their money to build the wall, and how he feels about the current Mexican president. So we'll play that after the mix, so just keep it locked, all right?
I guess that's front page news, right? Mm-hmm. Now, when we come back, Cypher Sounds will be joining us. Now, explain to the people who Cypher Sounds is, G. <laughs> well, Cypher Sounds is a DJ, but not just a DJ. He's actually broken a lot of records. He used to be on a radio station in New York called Hot 97. Mm-hmm. And I actually started in radio alongside Cypher Sounds. He was the main host on Eminem station Shade 45 at Sirius, and I was his co-host. So we have a lot of history together, but Cypher... In- General has a lot of history, and he is now managed by Rock Nation. He has a show on True TV as well as other shows coming, but he got shafted at his old job, and he's going to talk about all of that. Yeah, he was our competition, and we'll talk about all that when we come back. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Good morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlamagne Tha God. We are The Breakfast Club. We got a special guest in the building. Why, why nobody's making eye contact with me? Y'all mad at me? No, or no, 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 what, no. Where we at? Because she's playing stupid. There's <laughs> cypher sounds in the building. Yo, cypher sounds. It's been a long time, man. Y'all never invite me up. He's Thanks no for longer me. banned. He's one of those people that says you never invite me, but he also never reaches out or anything. <laughs> True. He was like, how come you haven't come to visit me? I'm like, you've never invited me. I'm bad at inviting. Well, it's no secret that everyone on The Breakfast Club was a co-host at one point, and you're the Correct. first person that one of us ever did a show with to come up here. You and Angie, yes. Angela, Angela, used to do a show together. Yes. Correct. Yeah, she was. she's my, uh, I hate saying mentee, but, you know, I taught her everything she knows. So. Yeah, Cypher told me that she was actually trash and that you had to work with her because she was so oh, bad. She was horrible. She was awful. <laughs> nah, Angela, Angela always been the best, yo. That's not true. Yeah. It was pretty bad. No, I mean, no, no, no. Okay, talking on the mic, broadcasting, you needed a little polishing, but coming with all of the news and you knew everything that was going on, like, same like you are today. So the story that I tell is when I first started, Cypher was upset because we were at Shea 45 at Sirius. Yeah. He didn't pick me. No. To be his what is somebody co-host. else? Who'd you pick? Nah, Who'd you pick? I didn't pick nobody. It was the station wasn't even it didn't even exist. We created the station. Right. So before we even started on air, Paul uh, Rosenberg. No, Eminem's you guys manager. had already started. We did. Yeah. Well, probably I, only like two and I weeks. Was, yeah, it was a brand new station, and I was in the hallway, and they were auditioning people. To, they wanted a woman to be on with Cypher Sounds. We had other girls try out or something? Yeah, they said other people... I don't had, remember them chicks. You talk about Shade 45, right? Yeah, Shade 45. Okay, okay. And yeah. so Paul Rosenberg actually was like, hey, why don't you, you know, they're looking for somebody, why don't you try it out? Yeah. And so that's how I ended up with Cypher on the morning show. And he kept saying, I don't know who this girl is. No, I, I didn't say that. Shut up, yo. <laughs> And I knew who you were. Then he brought in Miss Info and did this whole thing, like, who do you guys like better? And I'm no, brand I new at radio. Damn. Yes, you do. You don't remember none of this. I don't remember that, I remember that at all. And but it he, sounds like me. Yeah. And then I was <laughs> like, damn, that's kind of messed up. I'm up here with you. And, you know, but... Now, Angela was always my girl. Things worked out well. Do you yeah. miss radio? I'll tell you what I miss the most. Like, being on, like, on a Saturday for two hours, just mixing, people going crazy when you're playing all the hot joints, calling up. You know what I'm saying? I miss mm-hmm. that part of it. Um, the but the coming up with topics every day and the drama I don't miss. Well, let's explain to the people that ended at, at Hot ninety seven for me and Miss Jones. They hired you guys. Well, yeah. hired big from from L A. Big they boy, yeah. You right after, and it was going well for a while. And I thought that you, I thought it was great because you, this was your chance because you didn't put your heart, yeah. blood, you know, missed family events, yeah. missed certain things for the for the radio station, and then <laughs> the Breakfast Club came. That happened to me. <laughs> I was the same thing. Well, first of all, I'll tell you to give you a piece of advice in your life. No matter how much you dedicate yourself to a brand or to a corporation, you're just a number on a piece of paper. Absolutely. So, one day, your number might be up. No matter how much you put into that company, how much your blood, sweat, and tears, which I feel I did, mm-hmm. It, w- through the process of a couple of different GMs and then the company merging with another company and another boss coming in who didn't know my history and my pedigree, I got lost in the sauce a little bit. Did the Breakfast Club come along yet? We were doing good for, I don't know, three years, then y'all came along. And then um, towards the end, they wanted us to do more drama-type stuff, talk about artists and different... You know, I don't like that. It's not my thing. I, my thing is jokes. Funny, crack jokes make people start off their day happy vibes. That's just me. Why do you want y'all to do that? Because they thought that's what we do? Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. Part of it. Show you know what I'm saying? Everything back, back to the breakfast club. Go ahead. I mean, it's, it's part of it. Yeah. If that's winning, then they're like, well, what's what are they doing that's winning? So maybe we need to do more of that. And I wasn't good at it. Right. I'm not good at that. And then um, then some power things happened, no pun intended, and people's jobs got shifted. I didn't know where my career was going. And I kept just getting moved down, moved down, moved down. But you were also but, doing comedy, by the way, 
on yeah, the side. That's what I'm saying. Right. That, 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 like, side. Listen, Hot 97 was 17 years of my life. Within that 17 years, I did mad other shit. You were um, A&R? Yeah, A&R, that raucous records, at Tommy Boy, Didn't Star Trek. Rockefeller, I just I helped break Rihanna. Yes. On the replay, using the video. He was I'm, in the I'm, video. I'm, I'm hey, Mr. The DJ. His hands were in the video. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like Rihanna, like yo, that's my problem with the industry though, is because I don't I don't brag, I don't boast, I just try to live my life, follow my dreams, and inspire people. Right? The yeah. amnesia in the industry is horrible, yo. Clips, Clips Rick Ross, Sean Paul, Rihanna, and there's records like Quiet Storm. Like, I was Little Kim's DJ. I broke Quiet Storm in the tunnel. Look at the remix. You know what I'm saying? Like, that don't just happen out of nowhere. There's connections. You know what I'm saying? I just feel people just forget. But you know? I don't... Is it my fault? Do I not wear the flag enough? You know what I'm saying? That's what I think it is. I think people forget or they just simply don't know. A lot of them don't know. Mm-hmm. And I, the, the, I don't care if people don't know. I just get mad at the people who do know who act funny. Yeah, yeah. That's all, like... I mean, because I knew about Rihanna because you was in the video. Yeah, but, but but the story with Rihanna is like, I was in there from day one when they were playing me these records. Mr. Morgan, who now runs OVO, Mr. Morgan was um was friends with her producers and her manager, and they gave me the record, and I started playing it on the radio without she was nobody, right. nothing. Then it went to Def Jam when Jay Z first became um, president. president, and they almost didn't sign her. I had to, I had a fight with Jay to sign her. Jay-Z? Yeah. Really? I had to fight with him. Like, we was in the 4040, and I was like, he's like, the song is big, but I don't know about her. I was like, I'm telling you. I didn't, now, I didn't know she was going to be this big. <laughs> right, right, right. I just knew she was talented, you know what I'm saying? I introduced Jay-Z to Damian Marley. Hold on, I don't want to. I don't want to run past Rihanna. Thinking Let's go sto- back to the, Rihanna. The story always is Rihanna was in her office. It was Jay, I think, Tata, and L.A. Reid. Yeah, and they would not let her leave until yeah. they signed her. Yeah, that's never, an amazing never, story. So that's not how <laughs> it is true. No, it is true. But okay. the, the part where she got into the office was was you know what I'm saying like I was not because of me. I never. It's because of her talent, but I you had assisted. a part. Right. And people forget my parts. Does she follow you on any social media? Yeah, she Rihanna. Thanked no, she thanked me before. She thanked oh, Rihanna, several times. Rihanna's the she one who didn't forget. Right. She gave me a big up one time on Instagram, like long, did, yep. and put the picture where we the day we met, like oh, I think I remember thing. that. And she was like, for the, if it wasn't for this man, da 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 da, you know. She's a real one though. She's super she's real. real. I think Rick Ross too. You were the first person I heard. I Rick remember Ross that because yeah. I was there broke with Rick Ross. Hustling, yeah, broke that record. Talk about that. Um, I was down in Miami hanging with my with my brother DJ Khaled, who's now maybe like a like a cousin. Cousin, distant uh, cousin, a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> he still answers the phone. Though. He don't answer your calls no more. Nah, 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 nah. Uh, he doesn't. Nah, <laughs> really, really. Nah. Khaled, come on, nah. you that Khaled that's messed well, up. Khaled. No, I, he doesn't answer my call because I don't have his number. Okay. So you don't have Khaled's number. I don't have Khaled's number. Khaled answers. Wow. Khaled, Khaled answers. You don't have Khaled's Khaled number. I don't because. I used to always call J Ones because J Ones is my boy, but oh, he don't work with Khaled no more. Right. But I don't got no problem with Khaled. I love Khaled. Does he but follow you on social media? He probably doesn't follow me. No. Is that what makes someone your you friend? Can DM him. <laughs> <laughs> Let me ask you a question. <laughs> did he? Did he? Did he stop communicating with you after you got off the radio? No, he didn't stop communicating. If I see Khaled, it's love. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm you just saying. Try to reach out the, to him. It's not like be- he's, I don't have. I don't yeah. have a reason to. I don't have no problem with him. I'm just saying when the first time Khaled was ever on the radio in New York was because of me. Ever like I gave him a guest slot on my on my thing. But he says that though. Yeah, yeah. It ain't. Yeah. It ain't like he don't mm-hmm. don't remember. I just hate how the industry acts funny when you're not on the radio. I've been fired four times, so I know when you're not on the radio. They nah, like- but they do. I mean, listen. The day I left the radio, I knew half my life was going to change because all the music industry people just, like, literally write you off. Yeah, but I'm fine with that. Mm -hmm. I know the game. Mm -hmm. But I was already in my comedy world, so I didn't care about it. Mm -hmm. So now I'm combining the two worlds, and it's working out perfectly. Gotcha. You know what I'm saying? All right, we got more with Cypher Sounds when we come back. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Everybody, it's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the God. We are The Breakfast Club. Cypher Sounds is in the building. So t- tell us about Rick Ross. You tell us so, about So, yeah, Ross. I was in Miami. Khaled played me the record. And, I mean, I brought that record home and went super bananas ham on it. I remember. And, like, this is when you could play records over and over. Like, really break... When the DJs could break records before we had handcuffs mm-hmm. on the radio. And I text Jay-Z... Me and Jay was doing a couple things. I texted. It was literally like either Christmas Eve or the day before Christmas Eve. I was like, yo, I hate to bother you during the holidays, 
but there's this record out of Miami that I think is going to be a monster record. You know what I'm saying? He wrote back, he's like, can you hit me on the 27th? <laughs> like, <laughs> it's, it's Christmas, I don't celebrate holidays. I'm a 5%er, so it don't matter to me. Like mm-hmm. every time, That's why I got on the radio so much when everybody took their little holidays off. I was there filling right. in because I didn't celebrate. So then I hit him before the new year. I said, yo, this is record. And I heard he yelled at all the A&Rs because at that time, everybody was recording in Miami, right? All the A&Rs were in Miami, all the artists, I mean, all the studios. And he yelled at his A&Rs like, why are y'all all down there and nobody's telling me about this record? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And then um, there was a, a bidding war, whatever, Rick Ross, and then he got signed to, to Def Jam. Now, the, the story on that one is, okay. Mr. Bleak introduced Rick Ross to Jay-Z. <laughs> uh, oh, maybe introduced him personally. I don't know if it was personal, but put him, on, put him on to Jay. Not the first time. Because Mr. Bleak would say, that, and, and I, maybe I read this wrong, but he was, he was, he'd be down there a lot. Yeah, he was down there a lot. And he said he heard Ross and he told Hove about Ross. So, so the only people that know is me and Jay. I have the email somewhere. Mm-hmm. But what do I care? Right. If me, do you wanna, Mev Bleak, is it a big deal? Yeah, am I trying to prove a yeah. court case? Like, but I, you were the one playing it on the radio yeah, and broke it right. on the radio. On the radio, definitely. Yeah. Know yeah. Yeah. Ross knows. Even clips, clips record, the grinding record. I knew that because Pharrell gave you Pharrell bigged you up for that. Yo, I played that record in January. And the record was confusing when it first came out because it was beats all over the place. Yeah, it sounded it was a little crazy. Yeah. And that was one of those records. I played that record. In, I was playing that record since January. It popped Memorial Day mm-hmm. of whatever year that was. Oh, one maybe or mm-hmm. whatever year. So that's how you know. From that, I became an A and R at Star Trek for Pharrell. Mm-hmm. The whole second Clips album is all me. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it's not all me. It's I the Clips and Pharrell. <laughs> yeah, I wrote Chinese New Year, son. <laughs> but I was there. Like I made. You know what I'm saying? I had a piece of the of the game. Wow. Now let's talk about your comedy. Now you started doing oh, yeah, stand up. Yeah, let's do this. Yeah. Now, how, now how did the stand up go? What, what was I seen a video uh, today this morning of Steve Brown? He was doing comedy in South Carolina. Oh yeah. yeah. Somebody jumped on stage. <laughs> what was your worst experience doing comedy? Um, I never had nothing like that. But um, comedy is just built on bad experiences. Here's the thing: as a DJ, which you can relate to, I realize DJing and comedy is very similar. Mm. Because you got to uh, read a room. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You got to get the vibe of the room. Did the guy before me just play all the hits? Oh, right. Do I got to set this mood up, restart, a lot of energy, or should I come in light energy? So that's why I was able to start comedy quickly because I had all that talent. Mm-hmm. But in the beginning, like, I mean, I would bomb horrifically, yo. Like, horrible. And I wouldn't go on stage for three months. It took me a long time to start because it's just a horrible feeling. Like, people boo you. What was your worst show? I don't I don't have any one worst show, but like in those first couple of years I used to do this spot called the Laugh Lounge, mm-hmm. Lower East Side, and people would just like you could hear like people eating their fry. Like yeah, you know the paper that's in the plate under the yeah. wings that's like Now I'm gonna be honest, you got fat man ears. Cause I've never heard that in my life. <laughs> <laughs> I've never heard nobody even describe did. that. Like they're but you never did, you never bombed, that's why. So yeah. tell us about Laugh Mobs Laugh Tracks that's gonna be on that's I'm on true TV. I'm right so now. happy you asked. Um, <laughs> all right, well, Cypher Sound, we appreciate you. <laughs> hey, hey. <laughs> Yo, Laugh Mobs Laugh Tracks is a show Bob Sumner created, one of the creators. Bob! You know, Bob Sumner is one of the, um, my guy. the guy who, who found all the comedians for Def Comedy Jam. Mm-hmm. Legend in the game. Uh, we take stand-up comedy. We take like a guy like Mark Vieira, who I think should have been a star years ago, and they tell these jokes, but their jokes are almost like stories. So then they shoot these recreations. So while the comedian's telling the joke, it cuts to like a like a sketch, kind of like a thing where they're lip syncing the joke. So it's like a music video for a joke. Okay. So think of a joke as a song, and this is the music video for that. So I mean, it's doing extremely well. True TV's my new family. Uh, don't do me dirty. Thank you. Now they're good people over there. My homegirl Esther over there. I actually pitched a show that was similar. You be similar. loyal to them. I pitched a show that was similar to Laugh Mob before I knew Laugh Mob was coming. What do you mean? And they was like, well, Cypher's coming with Laugh Mob. What show you pitched? Uh-oh. I'll oh. tell you after the... Uh, oh, up there? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it was similar. But not with the joke part, though, but the storytelling yeah. part. The turning, right. The re- uh, reenactment part. Stories, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, yeah. congratulations to Thank you Cypher so Sounds. Much, I love the evolution of Cypher Sounds, and I Thank love the you. fact that you are doing what you wanted to do. Absolutely. Yeah. Which is stand-up comedy, and now you have television, yeah. and you're happy. I got a bunch of other shows I'm mm-hmm. pitching. Uh, I got another show on True TV called Rappers and Rides Running Errands. That's coming out in the summer. Um, That's dope. I, got, I, I had my, my improv show, Take It Personal, very close to being... 
uh, you know, greenlit. picked up. Yeah, greenlit. But uh, it was through the wine scene company. Uh, so it went a little. We're, we're finding out what's happening. It's on hold right nope, now. Nope, nope. It's a done. You can't I, I, do it, Sasha. No, no, no. Not, can't do it. Not I had with a show him. there, too. Oh, okay, okay. I had yeah, it with, yeah. with, right. with Hove. Hove was doing it with me. His yeah, deal was through the wine scene, so we're, we're seeing what happens with that. But We got so much in common that you have no idea about. I do know. Oh, I okay. study you. All right. I study how you roll, and you and you kept me out of MTV for some reason. No, I didn't. You hated mm. on me, and they don't let me do anything at MTV. Really? I did? Is that Wait, did you do that? No. Wait, I want to know the truth. No. Why does MTV hate me? <laughs> I don't know. It has to be you. It might what, be. did you have Sucker Free for a while? Yeah, Before that. Free. I mean, after that, since, since you came around. It Is it you? Be. I mean, if you can have me, why have you? I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying you asked. I don't know. Nah, I'm, just what you said I'm, I'm having a great time, man. I appreciate uh, any any fan, any follower, anybody that takes a picture of my billboard on the subway and sends it to me. Um, I really appreciate it, man. I'm just a guy from the Bronx that's trying to make a life for himself, man. So thank y'all so much I, for having me. I do want to ask you one thing because we didn't ask about this. What Please. is your relationship with Jay Z? Because you mentioned him a couple times. I love Jay. Rihanna Ross, like. I know Jay since '97. I know Jay since I mean, I was on I was on Little Kim's DJ. Mm -hmm. We went to London, and Jay's DJ, I think it was Clark Kent, had a problem at at immigration, couldn't get in. So Dame asked me to DJ for Jay at this huge festival in London, and ever since then we've been super tight. Um, not Angela's tight with him more, I think, but uh, like he hired me. I, I brought Rihanna there. I tried to bring Damian Marley there. I, then he hired me as an A&R for Rock La Familia. True Life was my artist. Mm -hmm. um, Nori, we had the biggest reggaeton song of all time, which Oye Mi Canto. Mm -hmm. um, featuring Nina Sky, yeah? Yeah, featuring Nina Sky. You're welcome. Was um, it Nina Sky your artist, too? Yeah, Nina yep. Sky was my artist, yeah. Mm -hmm. That's me trying to, um, you know, instead of giving it to other people, trying to do it for myself. Yeah. Biggest, number one hit. He signed me to Rock Nation as management. We was trying to do this TV thing. Uh, he gave me a job at Title. You know, shout to OG Wan, shout to Dez. Mm -hmm. it's, it's just my family, yo. It's just a great family. And why and didn't Damian and Molly work up? Uh, you know, it's funny. I just talked about it because I, I went to SNL when Jay was there and he had Damian Marley. They did the song Bam. together, and I was like, yo, I just real like I forgot. I was like, you know, I introduced y'all to, mm -hmm. and they were like, what? When? I said, remember, I brought you Welcome to Jam Rock because it was around Rihanna. Welcome to Jam Rock and one other. Yep, you did. Welcome to Jamrock. Yep, and I and I tried to bring it there, and the Marley family shut it down. The Marley family was like, um, "You're a Marley. You don't sign to rappers." You know what I'm saying? Like back then, like. Yeah. And now look, now he's partners at Rock Nation. Like now, Damien's on Rock Nation. I did a lot of things, man. Start giving Cypher his credit, man. That's right. And I always say one last thing with Cypher is the reason why I even got the job because I was on probation working on the morning show with Cypher on the Cypher Sounds Effect was because of the Jay-Z interview that we had. And that's when I got hired after that interview. Really? Mm-hmm. That's I, why you was going so hard on that interview. I wasn't going hard. Wait, didn't you talk about your hair catching on fire? Yeah, we talked about and all And Jay-Z saving you? Yeah, we talked about him battling um, Jizza. Yes. And we, yeah, we talked about a lot of things. And after that interview, I walked out and they were like, okay, you're hired. Wow. Congrats. You You're didn't welcome. know I wasn't getting paid, but I was working like I was getting paid, which you is definitely a lesson. Were. Yo, Angela taught me about Twitter. She yeah. taught me how to like, I can't say twerk. that, but she taught me, yeah, she taught me how to twerk. You twerk. twerk? <laughs> What? Guys, we got to go. It's, it's been enough. <laughs> All right. Enough well, if you want to see Cypher Sounds twerking, you yeah. get next one. Now, we appreciate you for joining us. Wednesdays, 11 o'clock, and then a whole bunch of other reruns, man. Please watch the show. A lot of young comedians making their name on the show, um, and, and a lot of dope actors that are in the recreation. Shout to True TV, and uh, thank y'all for having me. Give Cypher Sounds his credit, How do man? I get my credit? Let's talk off the air. <laughs> the Breakfast Club will morning. The Breakfast Club. It's about time. What's going on? Rumor Report. Rumor Report. This is the Rumor Report. Talk to him. With Angela Yee on The Breakfast Club. Well, once again, 50 Cent has made millions, and that is because of Bitcoin. He took a chance way before anybody knew what cryptocurrency was. And back in 2014, when he put out his Animal Ambition album, he allowed people to pay with Bitcoin. And that was uh, now saying they're saying that he pulled in about uh, 700 Bitcoin in sales, which is over four hundred thousand dollars. 
that cryptocurrency was in his account for years, and they're saying now it's worth between seven and eight point five million dollars. No dropping a clues bomb for fifty cent, damn it! He didn't even know it was there. He forgot all about it. Now that's crazy. How much <laughs> is fifty cents in Bitcoin? I don't know. Uh, what it's, know. I don't know what it's worth now. Okay. But Bitcoin's uh, stock has shot up, so probably not that much anymore. Well, you better but if cash you would have put soon. that fifty cents back then, yeah, it'd, it'd be, be worth a lot right now. Lot. All right, Jada Pinkin has some things to say about everybody hating on Monique for her Netflix boycott call to action. Now, Monique is saying this when people compared her to Amy Schumer, saying that's why Amy Schumer deserved $13 million and Monique deserved 500000 In 2017, Amy Schumer did a film called Snatch. That film made $45 million domestically. In 2016, I did a film called Almost Christmas. That film made $42 million domestically. Amy Schumer's budget for Snatch was $42 million, and it made $45 million. That's a $3 million profit. Almost Christmas budget was $17 million, and it made $42 million. That's a $25 million profit. Could somebody please make it make sense? That is very manipulative of Monique. Post the ticket sales. Like, 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 like post, mm-hmm. post how much Amy Schumer made on her last world tour as opposed to what Monique is doing in ticket sales when it comes to stand-up comedy. That's what it's about. And I'm going to tell y'all something else because I do want to see Monique get more money. You know Monique has a stand-up special on Netflix right now called I I, Could Have Been Your Cellmate? How'd it do? Nobody watches it. So how about y'all go watch it so she can have these screaming numbers when she goes into these meetings so she can say, you know what, my last special on Netflix did this. Now, if you're boycotting, you can't watch it, though. So now right. you got to boycotting? It. Netflix is on my remote. I mean, remote. She, wants, she wants a boycott. Oh. She's calling for a boycott. It's hard to boycott something that's on your remote. Netflix is on my remote. All right, well, Jada Pinkett Smith is speaking out. She said you don't have to like Monique's approach. You don't have to agree with her boycott, but don't allow all of that to make you blind to the fact that non-white women and impoverished white women are underpaid, underrepresented, and undervalued everywhere by everyone. As a community, we should be supporting the light she is shining on this truth. Why do we act like things don't have nuance? I mean, Jada Jada is right. You know I'm a Pinkett Smith Winfrey Knowles Carter, but not in this case. When it comes to Monique, it's about data. It's about ticket sales. It's about social media following. It's about market value. Monique has a special on Netflix right now called I Could Have Been Your How Cellmate. Old is it, though? It's been on there for years. Y'all don't watch it. If y'all watched it, then she would have had that as leverage when she went in there to do negotiations for her Netflix uh, deal. But do we know what the numbers were for that? Because it could have did good. I I know Netflix doesn't Uh, release numbers, I thought, right? Listen, man. Trust me, it didn't do good. I talked to people at Netflix because I did research about this because I was really confused. Mm -hmm. And when it came to Wanda Sykes, they often Wanda Sykes this deal like four or five years ago. The guy that's in place right now... She who said does, she got less than half of what Monique was offering. Yes, but the guy who's in place right now that does all the big stand-up deals, he wasn't even there when they offered Wanda Sykes that deal. He told me that they would have, they would definitely want to Sykes some M's right now. Absolutely. Well, Wanda Sykes, you heard it here. That's what I was Go told. get your M's, girl. That's what I was and I was Go told, get your M's. And I was told that this week. They said they would definitely give Wanda Sykes some M's right now. I don't know how many M's. Right. Uh, you know, don't quote me on that, but they say, but you she, say definitely, plural. she definitely would be worth uh, uh, M or better right now. Okay. <laughs> an M. That's what they, they, they did say that, an M or better. We just throwing the word M like it's light. Uh, M or better. That's a, lot, that's a lot of money. Sheesh. Yes. Yes. All right. Well, I'm Angela Yee, and that is your rumor report. All right. Thank you, Miss Yee. Charlemagne. Yes. Who are you giving that donkey to? Listen, man, I don't really know what's going on in the world anymore, but uh, I woke up this morning, and everybody's calling for Jay Holiday, so I did a little investigation. <laughs> so I need Jay Holiday to come to the front of the congregation. We like to have a word with him. Y'all remember who Jay Holiday is, right? He had that song, Bed. Yeah, Put You to Bed, Bed, Bed. Yeah, that song that people didn't like to hear during the day, back in the day. I've been doing radio for a long time, about 20 right. years That's now. That actually mm-hmm. took the place of Pony. As a male stripper song because really? every male stripper all of a sudden started dancing to bed. I actually have some great footage if you want to take a look at it. I'll uh, pass. But Jay I, Holiday needs to come to the front of the congregation. We'd like to have a word with him. All right, Donkey Today's next is the Breakfast Club. Good morning. It's time for Donkey of the Day. Donkeys of the Day, I'm a Democrat, so being Donkey of the Day is a little bit of a mixed one. So, like a donkey. Yeehaw. Okay. Donkey of the Day. <laughs> Now, I've been called a lot in my 23 years, but Donkey of the Day is a new one. Get my Donkey of the Day slides, Steve. Get my Donkey of the Day slides. I got on Donkey of the Day slides, courtesy of iSlides. Now, Donkey of the Day for Wednesday, January 24th, goes to the artist formerly known as Jay Holiday. Now, I get emails every now and then asking to have Jay Holiday on The Breakfast Club. And at 3.34 p.m. yesterday, I got one of those emails, and the email said, Do you guys have space for this interview? This rant is growing press under me. Press under it. Uh, can he clear this up and say what he really meant by the IG post? I had
had no idea what they was talking about, but I always feel like that's whack to me. You know, when a, 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 a irrelevant artist wants to do a whole interview based off a rant they had on social media, if you had no buzz doing anything else, or if you was a star who had a buzz back in the day and you were trying to reheat those cold french fries that are your career by going off on a social media rant, I'm not interested. So I didn't even look at the attachment in the email, but as I look at it now, it was a picture of a man I assume is Jay Holiday. And the reason I say assume is because I have zero idea what this young man, Jay Holiday, looks like, okay? iPhone X face recognition fail-ass boy. Now, you know your Uncle Charlotte not the highest grade of weed in the dispensary, so feel free to reach out to me on social media and explain to me why Jay Holiday is mad at the Grammy nominations. The only time you should be mad at Grammy nominations is if you are in contention for one. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, but Jay Holiday wasn't in contention for no Grammy, was he? He yeah. wasn't, right? Mm-mm. Now, the last and only time, uh, you know, that he was nominated for a Grammy was 2009 for his album, Back of My Lack. I know you're thinking all I know is the record Bed. Well, Bed was on that album. And he lost that year to the queen of hip-hop soul, Mary J. Blige. Drop on the clues bombs for Mary J. Blige. Mm-hmm. Oscar hey, nominated. Mary. Oscar nominated. Now, I was thinking, okay, maybe Jay Holiday is writing for people, so that's why he's mad. Maybe a song he wrote was in contention and didn't get nominated, so therefore he didn't get nominated, so he's mad. But no, that's not the case. Jay Holiday just... Mad. Yeah. So he decided to post the video on social media. I saw it on Ball Alert's page. Uh, let's hear what Jay Holiday had to say. So apparently, man, the black men still losing to the women. I get it. No disrespect. I was raised by a woman. I have two older sisters, man. I have absolute all respect for black women. But with that being said, understand this, man. Black men, African-American men, men from the hood, we go through everything to make sure that who we care about are taken care of. We don't swing our d- around. We don't do all this bullshit to be seen. I could be that d- over here is up. I know a whole bunch of little ass that sing that I could call their ass the out, but I don't. And understand this. I got daughters, man. Cardi, Beyonce, Scissor, all y'all motherfuckers. Stop using that f-ing pain to make it okay to say some bullshit on your record and get nominated for a Grammy for going through some bullshit. Because so have I. All right, let's so unpack don't this. Use your let's unpack. By the this. way, I thought it was Cat Williams when I saw the video. I was like, "Why is Cat Williams talking? Because he looks just like him." So, first of all, I have no idea what Jay Holiday is really talking about. Okay, he starts off sounding like <laughs> he's still salty that Mary J. Blige beat him in '09 for the Grammy. Then he starts talking about black women singing about their pain. Since when don't artists of all genders make music about the pain they have been through? That's what we relate to. Yeah, whether it's in a relationship, whether it's because of society, whether it's tragedies in the hood, the foundation that most great black. You know, classic music is built on is pain. I mean, in fact, Jay-Z is nominated for 444. That album is about pain, the pain of breaking your wife's heart because of infidelity, the growing pains of being a father, a better husband, the pain of his mother having to suppress her sexuality and then smiling because she was free to be who she is. Like, it's all about pain. Kendrick Lamar has a bunch of Grammy nominations, and Kendrick talks about everything from depression to mm-hmm. suicidal thoughts. Is that not pain? Here's the problem. Jay Holiday, in the words of my homie Amanda Seals, is one of those guys who likes poom poom, but doesn't like women. Okay, Jay Holiday clearly has a problem with getting bested by a woman. Okay, you gotta go read the caption on this video, okay? Jay Holiday's caption on this video said, as a black mother effing man, yes, salty, I lost to Mary J. Blige. Negro, that was 2009, get over it. <laughs> all right? You didn't win in 09, okay? You should have did what another great it's black R&B singer said to do, and that's dust yourself off and try again. All right, R.I.P. Aaliyah. Then he put, I'm over it. No, you're not, because if you did, you wouldn't be making this video. Jay Holiday put hashtag pain wins, not talent. Hashtag don't support junkie music. Hashtag the weekend chick. Hashtag watermelon swallowing. Hashtag foreign poom poom. What are you doing to help? Because my daughters love y'all but are not allowed to listen. That's the problem. Jay Holiday, when you are the author of a song called Bed, you are not allowed to be that hypocritical. My name is Charlemagne the God. This is my 20th year in this radio business, okay? I started off as an intern in 1998 in Charleston, South Carolina at C93 Jam, so I was around and very active during the Jay Holiday Bed era. I remember people being upset that record was playing during the day. Listeners did not think that record Bed was appropriate for kids to be listening to during the day, but it didn't stop the record, you know? But, but the same complaints you have about these young ladies, you know, sexually explicit lyrics, People had those same complaints about beds. My brother, what the hell are you talking about? And let's be clear. You said pain wins, not talent. No, talent wins. And Jay Holiday, you were not more talented than Mary J. Blige in 09. And I'm pretty sure you're not as talented as SZA and Beyonce now. It's not about gender, sir. It's about greatness. And in 09, you was good, but you weren't great. It's simple. And if you were great, my brother, where you been? Last time you dropped an album was 2014, Guilty Conscience. I don't want to hear you yelling from the sidelines. If you think you still got some skills, get in the game. 
Don't complain, compete. Stop telling me about gender and black man versus black woman, talent versus pain. Man, those ladies are working, and you are not simple and plain. Stop being one of those dudes who likes poom poom but hates women. Knock it off. Now, I'm only talking about this because I need content for Donkey today. But the resurfacing of Jay Holiday made me think about something. What? What are the top five most irrelevant holidays? Like, we all have the holidays oh, that really boy. mean something to us. I love Christmas. I love New Year's Eve. I love Valentine's Day. But there's some holidays that I don't give a damn about. So these are Charlemagne the God's top five most irrelevant national holidays. Number five, Groundhog Day. I don't give a damn about no Groundhog. That's coming up. Okay. It's February 2nd. Look, I don't care. And if he sees his shadow... That's the only time. That's the only time I care. The only time I ever care is when I see the president do that thing where the groundhog peeps out and sees his shadow. That that, that's the only time I care. I thought what groundhog is when you're about to go to the bathroom and it comes out a little bit and then you suck it back in. I wouldn't even recognize a groundhog. Okay, I wouldn't even recognize a groundhog (laughs) if I saw one in the street. All right, groundhog is. I would probably mistake a groundhog for a woodchuck, <laughs> but I would recognize a groundhog before I recognize Jay Holiday. Now, number four, most irrelevant holidays, mm-hmm. April Fool's Day. Bruh, there is absolutely no reason on April 1st for people to be falling for April Fool's Day's pranks. The jig been up. In <laughs> fact, April Fool's Day is so irrelevant that nobody even bothers to do the pranks anymore. I already had one planned for you guys that I've been planning out since... I think we're. I think. Oh. I, I think we pretty. We yeah. pretty much know when April Fool's Day is. Pretty much. Uh, number three most irrelevant <laughs> holiday: National Selfie Day. That's every June twenty first. Selfies do not need its own holiday simply because people catch lights from selfies every day. B. All right. Number two most irrelevant holiday: mm-hmm. Christopher Columbus Day. Mm. F that murderous bastard, Christopher Columbus. Only Christopher we acknowledge is Wallace. Now. The number one most irrelevant holiday. I need a drum roll for this one. Turn the drum roll up, okay? The number one most irrelevant holiday. Beating out National Talk Like a Pirate Day. Beating out National Peanut Butter Day. Oh, wow. Beating out National Hat Day. Wow. The most irrelevant holiday is... Jay Holiday! Drop on a clue bomb for that, damn it. What does Jay Holiday win? He gets the biggest hee-haw courtesy of Remy Ma. Hee-haw, hee-haw. You stupid motherfucker. You dumb. <sighs> wow. Gosh. Fight me when you see me, damn it. I'm sure he will. <laughs> and you know it was just Winnie the Pooh I'm day. Sure you think he he's more irrelevant than Winnie the Pooh day? That's an easy one. First of all, don't you ever disrespect Winnie the Pooh. Well, you ain't coming here dressed okay. up like him. I dress like him at home. Red t-shirt, no drawers. <laughs> all right, there you it's go. It's not a t-shirt. Right? It's more like a crop top. Well... Don't judge me for what I do at home. <laughs> All right. If you like it, we love it. All right. Okay, Ezekiel Elliott in the bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh Thank you for that dog here today. I don't know. Next up, ask ye. 800-585-1051. If you need relationship advice, call ye right now. She'll help you out with all your problems. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? Hey, this is Jesse from Reno. Hey, Jesse, what's your question for you? Hey, so I've uh, I've been in a relationship with this girl for about four years now. Mm-hmm. And uh, before we got together, I used to have sex with men. I consider myself bisexual. And I'm seeing, do I need to tell her about that? Because it's uh, not like I would tell her about every girl I've had sex with in the past. But, well, you know, I it's think a different story. You think it's potentially she could find out? I do feel like something like that would be something, if you are still bisexual, that she needs to know. Yeah, and that's uh, that's what I struggle with right now. So I don't know if that's going to change anything or not. And because I imagine she hears her. about it from somebody else. And there's always that possibility, but um, I don't know. It's probably just one of those things that's hard to do. It's hard to come to grips with to uh, change the uh, status of the relationship like that. Not for nothing. If he wouldn't tell his ex about his ex-girls, Yeah, but this, but this is something that, that he's grappling with because he knows that it's wrong that he hasn't told her. Because if not, it wouldn't even be a question, right? The reason that that's you're true, even questioning you know, whether or not you should tell her is because you know you should. Yeah, and you make a good point. And, you know, when there's uh, every time my mind, not every time, but, like, every other time that still thinking about men when I uh, when I have sex or when I masturbate, whatever it is. <laughs> Charlamagne, grow up. <laughs> All right, so, now, you know, listen, I think it's important for you to have that type of disclosure in your relationship because it's the type of thing that 
she may be able to accept and be okay with once you tell her. But if you don't tell her and she finds out and it seems like you've kept this secret from her and the fact that you are still bisexual is something, would you feel, how would you feel if she didn't tell you something like that? You know, honestly, I probably wouldn't mind too much. You know, like say she did eventually come to me in a year or two years and tell me about that. But eventually I, uh, you want I'd her to okay tell you. Her. Yeah, I would. All right. I wonder how you know so he's not bisexual. That, huh? Well, now you know, how you know you're not bisexual? He said he is. He is bisexual. Oh, you're bisexual. Yeah, he just okay. said he's bisexual. But here's the thing. So if you know you want the respect of her eventually telling you, then you should give her that respect. And listen, she's going to know it's a difficult thing for you to have to tell her. Trust and believe. And she will at least appreciate the fact that you were honest. Now, what happens from there, at least you gave her a choice. So now she has a decision to make. If she has a problem with it, that's not the right person for you. But if she doesn't and she's like, okay, I can accept this and it's things that you're going to need to talk about her. That's part of being in a relationship. Everything that you have to tell the other person isn't going to be easy. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's, uh, that's good. I appreciate that. All you going right. to tell her? Yeah, yeah, I'm going to tell her. Are you going to tell her her jaws aren't strong enough? That's why you keep thinking about other men? No, no, I'm going to tell her she's missing a little piece that um might make that difference. And maybe she'll get <laughs> a toy or something that she could play and put on and do you it. Ooh, now, now that's an idea right <laughs> You never know until you ask, right? Turning the young MA on us. (laughs) I know, I know. Uh, it's like shark tank in here. It's like shark tank in here. I don't even know what that means. I, I, I don't want to know. Well, enjoy. That enjoy, bro. Right. The only shots you miss are the ones you don't take, right? It's like shark tank in here. Definitely. All right, bro. Have a good one, man. Enjoy. What does that even mean? All right. Hey, that's uh, that's like a lot of ideas coming all at once. Oh, okay. Oh, I God thought you meant you. they smell blood like sharks in a tank. That's very morbid. Thank you for that one, though. You tell okay. them. You ain't blood in years. Stop it. <laughs> ask ye. 800 Did you say ask ye? I said ask. Ask ye. 800-585-1051. More questions when we come back. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. We're in the middle of Ask Ye. Hello, who's this? Hi, it's CJ. Hey, CJ. What's your question for ye? So my question is, so I've been in a relationship for about a year with a guy that I've met who was in prison. Um, and I'm just wondering, like, how should I go about telling my parents? My parents are really conservative and really, uh, religious and really strict. So I don't know how to go about telling them. So you met him while he was in jail? Yeah. How did that happen? I'm just curious. Uh, we met online. Okay. So it was like an online, when is he, what's he in jail for? Um, it's a long story, honestly. Um, but he's been as of now in prison for 11 years and he has like two and a half more years left. Okay, and this is somebody that you feel like when he gets out, you're going to keep on dating him, and when he gets out, you guys are in a committed, serious relationship. That's the plan. I mean, we've talked about it. Are you sure he's not talking to other people he met online also? No, I'm 100% sure. He actually doesn't have access to Internet. It was his um, sister who kind of, like, set it up, who was responding for him. Okay, so, but you're not sure that you are his only person that he's talking to? I think I'm sure. Um, I go and see him, you know, every other... Every other week, and he told me that he, he isn't talking to anybody else. Yeah, so your main thing is you know you want to be with him. You just want to break the news to your parents. Right. Girl, listen, at the end of the day, those are your parents, and they're going to love you. I get it that they're very conservative. And, of course, they're concerned about their daughter, as they should be, right? Right. And even as a friend, I would just be concerned about your feelings, about I don't know what this man did that he was in prison for. It was like a combined thing. Like, it was three of them at the same time, and they all got charged with the same thing, just kind of guilty by association. He should have snitched. What is he charged with? I'm just curious. Um, Robbery, possession of a firearm. Arm, um, battery um, of a police officer, and um, I can't remember the last thing, but okay. for all that, he got 15. The, anything that a parent would be concerned about, because you would be concerned right. if one of your friends came to you and said, I'm dating this guy who's in jail, and this is what he's been charged with. He's been there for 11 and a half years, and he gets out in two and a half. Just anticipate when you do tell your parents, they are going to be concerned about you, and rightfully so, because they care about you. Right, and I think my dad kind of already knows, because at first I was getting mail to my house, and he mm-hmm. was just kind of like, cut that off. I don't want nobody in jail knowing my address and where I live. Right. Yeah, I mean, listen, if you love somebody and that's an obstacle you have to overcome, I'm just saying you be careful and understand that your parents are going to definitely, certainly have an issue with it. So, I mean, there's just nothing you can do about it. What can you do? They already, I'm sure they know. I'm sure they would prefer the circumstances were different. I'm sure you would prefer the circumstances are different. You also don't know if he's going to come home and be with somebody else or something crazy is going to happen because that happens all the time, too. 
Right, and we've talked about that too. Right. So, so anybody could tell you anything, because trust me, guys in jail will tell you anything to keep you. Yeah. So it's going to be a matter of show and tell. So I think that once he comes home and you figure out what's going to happen, that's when you can really determine where your relationship's going to go because it is going to be a period of time. He hasn't been home in a long time. A lot has changed in over a decade. Right. So do you think I should just wait until he comes home? Like Yes. Okay. <laughs> yes, I would, because you don't even know what's going to happen. That's true. All right. All right, well, thank you. And be careful with yourself and your heart. Okay, thank you. You're welcome. All right, ask ye, 800-585-1051. Here we got rumors on the way? Yes, let's talk about Travis Scott and Kylie Jenner. Now, according to Radar Online, he's been cheating on her, and now she is not trying to see him at all, and she's pregnant by him. All right, we'll get into that when we come back. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Uh- morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the God. We are The Breakfast Club. Let's get to the rumors. Let's talk amigos. It's time, time, time. She's spilling the tea. This is the rumor report with Angela Yee on the Breakfast Club. All right. Well, the Migos are on the cover of Rolling Stone. And, you know, Torre was just up here. He's the one that actually did that story. Mm-hmm. And he was talking about that. And they talk about a number of different things like wealth, rap beef, rap beefs, uh, becoming a movie star, acting, directing. And Offset, of course, was asked a lot of questions about Cardi B because how could you not, right? And um, he said he talks about proposing to her in front of the world. He said he had to do that in a major way so she wouldn't think I was playing. He said I must have spent half a million on that ring. Now, he talked about initially being drawn to Cardi B because... um, he went out of his way to have a dinner set up in New York so he could meet her. He said, I was like, damn, I am on her. I'm like, ish, I like Cardi B. And he said their first date was the Super Bowl. And we all saw those pictures when mm-hmm. they went to the Super Bowl together. And then a year after they met and had their first date, they're now engaged. And he said she's real solid. She came from where I came from, did what I did. She's herself. I've seen her develop from the trenches all the way up. And I like how she did it. I respect her grind as a woman. She came to the game with some gangster-ish. I like that. I effort her. That's my baby. As far as the wedding, he said, we're not planning it right now. We chilling. We don't got time for that right now. By the way, if your first date is the Super Bowl, there's no I mean, way to, there's no way to go but up. The bar <laughs> is set pretty high, so you have to be engaged within a year if your first date is the goddamn Super Bowl. Well, he got it. He's creative. He can figure some things out. That's a listen, man. That's a very high bar. It is. Okay. Now Quavo also talked about uh, Joe Button beef. He said, "I never had no beef with Joe Button. I always just been f him. It's no disrespect." When I say F him, it's not like F him when I see him. Let's F him up. It's like a F him, I'm not bothering him. He ain't bothering me type of F. That's how I feel about the Patriots. Hmm? F him. No disrespect. What the Patriots right. did to you? They're not my franchise. That's what they did. What they well, did to you? They do nothing it's not, Joe Button is not Quavo's franchise, basically. No. So I, it, I know that. It is what Good it point. is. Right. And Quavo also talked about... Um, Wanting to be a movie star. He said real, he wants to be a real major star doing things. I want to be a part of everything. In high school, I played three sports. And in the industry, I'm trying to play three sports as well. I mean, why sleep on the Migos now? Okay, the Migos have over-exceeded all expectations. Mm-hmm. So why would you doubt them now at this point? All right, now let's talk about Lonnie Love and Sierra. Now, Sierra had reposted Pastor John Gray, and people got upset about her posting this. Too many women want to be married, but you're walking in the spirit of girlfriend. Here was part of that sermon. The other side for any of my single sisters is a guy. What is about, where, 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 Lord, where am I going to be found, Jesus? I've been in here worshiping you perfect in all of your ways, but I'm still single. Here's what the scripture says. He that finds a wife finds a good thing. Didn't say he that finds a girl that he's attracted to, who he then begins to date, who he then calls his girlfriend, who he then buys a ring, proposes and makes her his fiance, who he then marries later, who becomes his wife. You're not a wife when I marry you. You're a wife when I find you. All right. I don't know if I agree with that, though. Yeah, I, mean, I don't a, agree with a, that either. It's a process. Like, you meet somebody, you like them. You got to get to know them. You get to know them. Right. Like, you know, over time, you say if you want to spend the rest of your life with a person. You don't just yeah. meet a person and be like, oh, this is going to be my wife. And a woman is not going to be just sitting there like, I have to make sure that I act like a girlfriend so he chooses me. Well, here's how Lonnie Love responded. I'm saying in the African-American community why there is a shortage pool of available men. Why? Because of over-incarceration. If you are growing up in, like, say, the projects, there are not a lot of men. And if those men are getting overly arrested, they can't get a job, then that pool is limited. The root problem is why are there enough available men so that women can get married? People want to be happy like Sierra. I mean, there's still good men out there. The world is big. I mean, some people have exhausted all their options in certain cities, or as Lonnie said, uh, the projects. 
But the world is bigger than the projects. When's the last time you looked for a man, Charlamagne? Well, well. Uh, <laughs> you're know, married. I'm, I'm married. I'm out of the oh, game. Okay. Yeah. Out the game. Come on, stop. I'm out of the game. No, I'm married a woman. I married a woman because all the men weren't available. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> There's no good men available. Right? Well, lucky so you. I married a woman. Lucky you. It's hard out here. This guy. <laughs> I know. This guy. <laughs> All right, well, I'm Angela Yee, and that's your rumor report. All right, shout out to Revolt. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Everybody else, the People's Choice Mix is up next. Don't forget, after the mix, we're going to play our full interview with the ex-president of Mexico. Vicente, Vicente, for, can you just say Vicente former president? Fox. Former president. The former president of Mexico, Vicente, Vicente Fox. Fox. From 2000 to 2006, he was president. Right, all right, it's The Breakfast Club. Good morning.